This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome into the Atlanta Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner here live back at the fort, uh, holding down the fort here at Illinois. Derek Piper and Joy Wagner. We're in Bloomington, Indiana for a phenomenal basketball game. Of course, it did not go Illinois' way. They led for 26 minutes at number 14, Indiana, despite not having Terrence Shannon Jr., who was out with a concussion. Uh, But, Derek, they weren't able to hold on. Uh, It kind of had a lot of similar vibes uh, to the Iowa loss where, man, you love the effort. Man, you love the toughness and and the way to take the lead on the road. Uh, But you didn't execute enough to, to get a big quad one road victory. Yeah, the execution down the stretch was spotty. Didn't have the three-point shooting there in the second half. 0 for 8 from deep. And, of course, the R.J. Melendez three that could have tied it. Looked like a pretty good one, a lot better than the wide-open shot that he took earlier in the game, which, of course, uh, didn't hit anything. But, yeah, I mean, you can also throw in Matthew Meyer going off in the first half, which is something that happened there in Iowa City. And uh, same thing uh, here today as he was – Red hot. I mean, four threes was just making plays all over the court, blocking shots. He had to be great uh, for an Illinois team that was missing their leading scorer in Terrence Shannon, and he really was there in the first half. Uh, I think that Luke Goody provided a really nice spark off the bench at 23 minutes. Uh, that was great to see. Ty gave some really good minutes too. Uh, and like you said, I mean, it was, it was a high-level basketball game. Another one, I know that Illinois fans, when you think about Iowa being a rival, Indiana being a rival, uh, you're, you're probably not too satisfied with the old, you know, that was a really fun game. It doesn't uh, it doesn't do it enough uh, when you get swept now by Indiana. But uh, considering the circumstances, I think it was a, a pretty impressive showing for Illinois. But, of course, uh, they haven't been in a whole lot of close games. And that one in the Iowa game, you, you made some mistakes down the stretch that didn't allow you to close it out and come away with a win. Yeah, Derek, the way I'm thinking about this team, like the foundation of what they have, I like. They have talent. Um, To be able to go to Indiana, which I think is a really, really good team, uh, and compete without one of your best players, I I think shows that you can defend, um, shows that you have some toughness, uh, and shows that you got some good players, that you got Matthew Meyer who can go off like that. Like, I'm going to have Illinois has a chance in the tournament because Matthew Meyer can go off at, at any moment, and they play pretty good defense for the most part. But there are concerns. It's not a good shooting team. 6-12 of 12 in the first half from 3, 0 of 8 in the second half. And they're young. Uh, the last minute there, Derek, you had freshmen making freshman mistakes. Jaden Epps, you got to get Matthew Meyer the ball. I know you're good, man. You're going to have many opportunities to do this. But Matthew Meyer has to touch the ball. Ty Rogers had a turnover. Um, again, Coleman Hawkins, I thought, could have gotten Matthew Meyer the ball in that possession at some point. And then for, for Ty to foul Shafino uh, in that final minute, uh, had a great defensive possession, forced a tough shot, and just followed him. That's the stuff that concerns you, is youth and the lack of 
consistent three-point shooter. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jaden, you know, he had one drive where uh, the play that Trace threw it off of him, that was kind of in the final closing five, six minutes. Uh, that was a, a drive into traffic and, and cop did a good job of getting in, into position. But ultimately, that was a, a turnover, essentially, uh, for Jaden. And then also, he kind of maybe got bailed out a little bit on the foul call when Hochefino looked like he got a lot of ball in that block, like you're talking about that possession where Matt was on the perimeter clapping for the ball and uh, wasn't able to get it to him. I know Matt just went like, what, one for seven in the second half, but still in those crunch time moments, he's got to be the one that you want to be able to make a play and get a shot. Uh, Unfortunately, you couldn't really draw it up as far as the final shot to RJ. I mean, if you were handpicking who you want to take that three, RJ's not one of the first choices you would would want. I know that Joey Wagner and I were discussing it and uh, I said, wouldn't you have thought of, you know, putting Luke there in that lineup instead of RJ would have made more sense. But uh, to Joey's point, which he brought up was uh, they didn't ultimately get to foul because they were trying to trap. It led to a TJD dunk. I think RJ out there uh, in the press with his length to try to maybe create a turnover or five second or whatever. Um, but you didn't really get to sub him out. So then RJ taking that shot and he's just – a guy that's in a, a huge shooting rut, and overall Illinois continues to be woeful from three for the most part. So, uh, yeah, there are definitely blemishes for this team. Ty having a turnover and then the foul. Uh, Apps going to the free throw line and miss it. It looks like those guys looked like young freshman players in those moments, and uh, Illinois can't really afford that, especially on a, a game where you couldn't find Terrence Shannon to help you uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm still fairly encouraged, but – closing out games and we know that when your season's on the line coming up next month that's going to be something that you have in the back of your mind yeah listen the the big 10 title race is done for illinois Uh, i I think it's been done here for a little bit Uh, i think the iowa game was a big blow to that the penn state game another big blow they've lost three or four here um on the road all of them uh to to teams that probably are going to be in the assembly tournament penn state still got some work to do but um it's a good team not a great team I, i think we know that um but you're just trying to clean up some things and and one thing that's concerning, but also one thing that's a positive, is you had R.J. Melendez, who started this game, seems like because Ty Rogers was sick, um, but his slump just continues, man. Like, that last shot was a good look. It looked as good of a shot as we've seen from R.J. Melendez in a long time. Just didn't go in. Um, I'd almost rather Matthew Meyer have to shoot a contested shot at this point, but it was an open look, right, and, and almost forced overtime. But Luke Goody, this, was, this looked like Luke Goody. This looked like the Luke Goody we thought we could have seen all season. And if there's one thing that makes you optimistic that, you know, some of these threes might go in in the future, um, that spot could be helped a little bit and make the difference in some of these close games is Luke Goody had seven points on three for five shooting, hit a three. I thought the one with about three minutes left, Derek, was going down, and that probably would have changed the game. But that was a good look from him, went in and out. But uh, what did you think of – Luke Goody's emergence, and, and man, I feel for R.J. Melendez. Like, I, I get it. He's hurting you right now, but, God, he's going through it right now. Yeah, for someone to be fighting it that much with his confidence and to know that he is a, a talented player, and even – I know it's warm-ups. It's a totally different uh, situation, but he's out here in warm-ups just knocking down threes. Uh, our good friend Trevor Valise was here and, and told me as I walked up, he's like, I think I've seen R.J. hit like 19 in a row from the corner, and, and that's – he's getting open shots and he's just not able to do it. And when he missed as bad as he did, then you just feel for a guy just 
his his confidence is shot. He looks broken right now. I mean, he had the missed layups. The dunk. I mean, he should have dunked that. He was barely fouled. Like it yeah. made Hushifino contacted him, but that was not like that was that's all head. And I know Ted Lasso says don't bring up the word. It's the yips, man. Like the it's it's all mental because you're right. I was there at the Iowa game watching him shoot, and Brad came up and asked about Goody, and I said RJ's making every one of them. Um, and it's just like, yeah, it's about translating it in games, and he just can't do it right now, and it's tough to watch. Very tough. And on that note, like you hope that Luke continues to progress because, uh, let's be honest, he's probably going to be stealing RJ's minutes, especially when you have a, a healthy Terrence Shannon return to the lineup. I think that Luke, it was very encouraging to see him continue to be someone that can make shots. I, I'm with you. I mean, that one from the corner looked good to me. It was, it was down and then out. Uh, gives really good energy. He was fighting Race Thompson a lot there in the post. I know that Luke took responsibility. We got a chance to talk to him. He's like, yeah, maybe I might have made a, a defensive mistake or two that, that uh, I'll take accountability for. Uh, and he's not going to be the, you know, he's not as athletic as RJ or Ty or some of those guys, but he's, he's going to really battle and to, to give you a couple assists, a couple rebounds, and then, of course, the, the shot making. And a guy that just – Already in game three, since coming back from injury, he looks pretty comfortable. Like yeah. he, he, he doesn't seem like he's uh, trying to, to find his way or, or worried about, uh, you know, clicking with his teammates. He, he, he's been able to, I know it's still a small sample size, but today he seemed to be fitting in pretty seamlessly. Let's bring up Matthew Meyer, man. 24 points, eight rebounds, five blocks. They needed this uh, for, for him to have a chance, but he was locked in. Something about going on the road, these tough environments, these these bright moments against ranked opponents. He shows up, man. Like, if you can get Shannon back soon, obviously, get him going, get Goody involved. This is a guy that, that gives you a chance. I know I keep saying it, but he could be the he could be a star in March Madness. So uh, to see this, to see that back to back threes in 19 seconds, he's made for those moments, man. He definitely is. I know he plays the card of you know I don't I don't put too much into the the venue or the you know think too much about the game itself. I just go out there and do my thing. But uh, Madison Square Garden was a, gr- a great example of a, a big moment against a, a big time opponent. Uh, went to Iowa and, and had that heater there in the first half. Uh, at Wisconsin, 26 points in the Kohl Center when you really needed it. And then today, to be able to, in a situation where you're missing Shannon and you know going in that Meyer's got to be a star. I mean, he was the best player on the floor for the most part. I know Trace ended up with a really good stat line uh, and out ultimately was more efficient and outplayed him uh, as the game concluded there. But Matt has been awesome. And, and I mean, we've seen him, like, to, to the highest extent is, like, Jimmer Fredette and Steph Curry and – those guys that can really, you know, carry your team in, in a tournament with their their outside shooting, and uh, I think that Matt's got that capability. He's he's a really gifted scorer. Uh, he said that you know he he takes a lot of blame for not being able to close it out because he didn't shoot it all that well and liked his looks there in the second half. He just wasn't able to make them, but that was that was impressive, and he had the Hoosiers fans worried for a while because yeah. he was he was going off. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast man i didn't think this would be possible but trace jackson davis i thought illinois played him pretty well today they double teamed Derek. they got the ball out of his hands uh didn't have a lot of assists tonight but Ended up with 26 points, 12 rebounds. They did get five turnovers on him, which I thought was good, but five blocks as well. He's playing as well as anybody in the country, and that's what all Americans do, man. And he was huge down the stretch for them. I'm starting to think. Now i got to start thinking about my Big Ten Player of the Year because, you know, Edie's really good. Jackson Davis is really, really good. Um, they both are so important to their teams. But what do you think? Is, is he making this a race? I think that, yeah, he deserves legit consideration. And if there were a situation where Indiana really pushes Purdue in, in the in the race here, now, again, there's there's still a, a decent amount of separation probably by two games uh, in the standings. But uh, as for Trace to, you know, be putting up like 23-12 and uh, like five assists a game and leads the, the league in blocks, like he's – him and Jalen Picker are the only guys in, in the Big Ten that are top ten – Scoring rebounds and assists, uh, all all in the in the conference. So uh, I, I think he's very deserving of it. I, I'd probably still lean Edie, but uh, I, I don't think there's been since really back to that first Illinois game there in Champaign. I don't think there's been anybody better probably in college basketball during that stretch, which is pretty much the last month to to five six weeks. So uh, yeah, I think that it's still something to monitor, and we get an, we're lucky and fortunate to get another matchup between those two. Uh, there in West Lafayette. So we'll see uh, who comes out of that one. But um, maybe, yeah, again, if Indiana were to, to make a real run at this and maybe even take the, the Big Ten title or get a share from it, uh, I think it's something to, to really look at. But, yeah, Edie, I mean, not to take anything away from him, he's been the most dominant player from start to finish this season. Yeah, and he's probably going to win the Big Ten title still uh, unless they really collapse here. Uh, they got a pretty easy schedule down the stretch. We don't think about this because there are a lot of older players 
right? You got Shannon, you got Meyer, you got Hawkins. But there still is a team that's going through some growing pains, right? I think of Dane Danger. Had some really bad moments late in the game. Too many turnovers. Had 11 points. You see what makes him very valuable, Derek. Um, but he had some turnovers. Jaden Epps had some big buckets in that second half to keep the lead. But he's got to know. This has got to go to the hot guy. This has got to go to to Matthew Meyer at some point. And then Ty Rogers has struggled to finish around the rim. I don't know if that reverse back backwards layup is, is going to work for him very consistently. A lot of good things, positives from those guys, but also some things they're going to have to learn from. For sure. You get in those crunch time moments and, and on the road and – uh, maybe as as a freshman, new guy, and and you still kind of treat Jane Danger as that because he hasn't had the the experiences of being relied on and playing in a whole lot of basketball games. Yeah, like the foul trouble, um, and also some of the turnovers uh, were an issue for him. And uh, Jaden's just got. I think Jaden. I know he only took four threes. Still, sometimes settles for the three a little bit too much. Uh, was loose with the ball kind of early. And yeah, uh, like we talked about, wanting kind of have the the feel of a point guard to to get the ball where it needs to go and that was obviously uh to matthew meyer and and, and ty i loved his energy uh he did just he had a, a turnover late and and the foul that you you just can't yeah. have you you want hutchifino i know he's a really good mid-range shooter off the bounce that uh just just make him make that shot that's like a 17 footer uh in a, in a big moment so uh while we kind of think of like in recent years you know, Trent Frazier, obviously Io, the guys that made the clutch shots in those close games. But it, it also goes to be said of, you know, the the Grandisons, the DeMonte Williams, the, the other guys that have all had all been there. There were, that was a team full of uh, of guys that had, you know, been through the wars and had been on the road and won close games and it didn't get rattled. So this is a little bit different where, yeah, Meyer's been there before. Uh, you, to an extent, Hawkins a little bit, obviously Shannon. But uh, for some of those other young pieces or inexperienced pieces, that that's – that's showing itself here late in some of these games. Yeah, and we can we can discuss some of these late game moments, Derek. But they had moments earlier, right? Um, they were nine of twenty-two, Illinois f- from layups. Uh, Indiana was yeah. thirteen of twenty-nine. By the way, that shows two long teams. Jackson Davis, Meyer, Hawkins all had uh, a, a part of that. Um, but one of the big moments I thought was Illinois had this run going, eight zero run. Coleman Hawkins this big dunk, and he was teed up. Uh, I think it was Kelly Pfeiffer on that one. What would you make of that, Derek? I I don't know. I, I wasn't obviously close enough to know what he said. I, I hated it. I hated the call because it just seemed like he, you know, turned after dunking and just said something to Trace, which is, I mean, he put Trace on a poster. And uh, there was nothing, like, malicious. He, he didn't do anything crazy. It just seemed like he said something to him and or just screamed or yelled or whatever you want to call it in, in excitement. And this is – this is basketball. These it's, are grown men. God, yeah. I mean, Coleman Hawkins is a grown man now. Um, Terry Jackson Davis is a grown man. This isn't high school ball. Exactly. Come on, man. These guys are getting paid. Like, let's, let's let them show some emotion. That's fun, right? And then TJD can come back. He, he doesn't need to be protected there. Like, he went oh. off for 26 points. Like, let's have fun with this sports. I, I, I don't think people need to be like, D generation X <laughs> suck it version on there. Let's, we can, we can hold that back, but come on, yeah. let's, let's let these guys show some emotion. That that's a fun college basketball play that shouldn't have impacted the game. They get two free throws. They go on a seven Oh run. Kudos Illinois for, for retaking or keeping the lead and retaking the lead. But uh, I just don't insert your game. Don't insert yourself into the game right there. No. And it, it also put Coleman on the bench with two fouls and it, 
yeah, it was something that should have been a huge momentum shot for, for Illinois and, and really it, it flipped there and kind of took some of the wind out of their sails. But yeah, it, it, let's not make this the, the no fun league. Uh, I, I know that, you know, the NFL's dialed down some of their celebrations too. It's, it, I just think it's all, it sucks. It's an emotional game. I, I, was it Pfeiffer that called the, the tech on I Trent? Think, that, that's cash here actually in this building? I think so. I, I think it might've been. Um, I don't like it. Definitely don't. And I mean, Trace was talking there in Champagne, like he was doing the whole, he can't guard me and uh, just let these guys play. Let it, I mean, some of the smack talk, that's, that's the essence of basketball. That's what they do on the playground from the time when you play this game really young to now and just let them go. Yeah, Derek, you gotta, like that was, that was an awesome play. <laughs> like, yeah. it, was, it was just a, a phenomenal play. So, um, all right, Derek, this is a, a big week upcoming. I, you know, Illinois has got to win some games. Uh, they're they're probably stuck as a middle seed now in the NCAA tournament. I don't know what their range is going to be. I'm going to talk with Brad Evans on the podcast uh, sometime this week, probably between a 6 and a 10, I, I think, is their, their range right now. Probably an 8 after today. Um, but you got Minnesota on Monday. That's a get-right game. We'll see if Terrence Shannon's out of concussion protocol by then. But even if he's not, you need to take care of business. Uh, then you got a big home game uh, against Northwestern. You win that, you get to 10 wins in the Big Ten. Uh, I think you feel pretty good about just making the tournament. And then you look to, to close with a little bit of momentum late in the season with you got away at Ohio State, home against Michigan, and on the road against Purdue. So what do you think of this next week for Illinois? I think the chance to go home and, and to take care of, obviously, Minnesota, not a very good team at all, and, and should be able to – hammer them even without Shannon. Northwestern keep proving me wrong or, or keep making me shake my head. I can't believe what they're doing. They got Iowa tomorrow and Evanston. If they win win that and pull off the trifecta of beating Purdue, Indiana, and Iowa all at home right in a row, that would be pretty crazy. But uh, regardless, it won't be an easy game against the, the Cats because of the way that they're defending right now. They're a really physical defense that uh, can challenge you. You know, the Adige is one of the, the best perimeter defenders probably in the Big Ten and uh, Boo Booey's been a lot more reliable than we've seen in recent years. Someone that's been more efficient and able to to go that out there and, and score it, and uh, so that's going to be a, a tough game, not a not a gimme. I still think it's one that Illinois should win, and obviously you can see there they're kind of favored right now as like six point favorites. But uh, and then you I mean Ohio State on the road. Ohio State's the bottom is completely falling out. I mean maybe you know they still got talent and maybe they can have one more win left in them. I don't know if they're going to go three and seventeen in Big Ten play, uh, but. Up until that Purdue game, it seems like a pretty favorable stretch. And, yeah, let's let's please just see them take care of business enough so we can stop having the, well, will this team actually make the tournament? I, they have every reason still to make the tournament, and that ranking's still in good shape. Uh, did miss an opportunity today to really, like, this would have – I think this would have been their most impressive win of the season. And that's not like a hot take. I know that – you know, It's pretty UCLA, hot. It's pretty spicy. UCLA and Texas, better teams on paper than Indiana. But when you have a, a true road game, and especially when you factor in the the Shannon absence, yeah. I, that's what I think was there at, at stake. But I, I agree that it, I, I think we've kind of talked about this. The opportunities to really like jump a seed line or two are, are limited. I know you, maybe you can get that in the in the Big Ten tournament too. But um, yeah, on that seven eight seed line, uh, you're gonna have to. You're going to have to maybe pull an upset to get where you want to go, but we, we know this team can do it. It's just uh, hopefully they can boost their resume a little bit more. The six-seed line would be really ideal, I think. 
yeah, they're just lacking these marquee wins now. Like they had the two that just solidify. Like they could, I think, go just win one more game, Derek, and still be in like a playing game because of those wins. Right, the UCLA and Texas yeah. wins, uh, but if they get to ten wins in the Big Ten, they're probably an eight-nine line uh, kind of team. If they get three more, maybe they're seven. Uh, if they get four more, maybe they're six or something like that. And then you add the Big Ten tournament into the mix. But this is a team that's going to have to ups- upset somebody in, in the second round of the tournament if they get that far. So um, this team's capable. Of, like I just kind of want. I've, I've texted you this, Derek. I kind of want to fast forward to March twelfth and see who they're playing. Like I, I, I don't know. Yes, getting Luke Goody up to speed, getting him progressing. We've seen this natural progression, getting better and better every game, I think is so important. Jaden Epps, Dane Danger, uh, Ty Rogers learning from these experiences. Sincere Harris has to learn. Um, missed a couple you know, takes to the rim. He's got to get under control there. Those guys can take away something from this. But when we talk about resume, when we talk about how are we going to remember this season, I don't know if anything left in the regular season outside of a win at Purdue is going to be all that memorable. It's going to be what matchup do they get on March 12th and how do they take advantage of the opportunity in the NCAA tournament. So I, I hate to do that because we're going to have so many podcasts between then and there and, and so much to talk about between then and there. But that's where I'm at. It's like, okay, they're probably going to be a, a 7 through a 10 seed and uh, we'll see what they do first and second round. Yeah, and that's always what this season's been about is what that NCAA tournament – uh, run or, or lack thereof is going to look like. And when you have that much talent on paper, you would hope that uh, regardless of the seed, even if you have a, a tougher path than in years past, that you can get to that elusive second round, but uh, or I should say second weekend. But uh, I yeah, they're, they're capable. The Purdue game could still loom large as far as the, the resume. Uh, I know that, you know, as you, if you get in like a tough game at home against Northwestern or, or Michigan, learning from those moments, like you, you said, could really be big for some of these young guys. And uh, I was interested to see how the defense would show up because they'd been kind of getting exploited against some of those better offensive squads, those that are in the top 25 nationally of offensive efficiency. I thought they guarded Trace pretty well. Uh, obviously still ended up with a, a great stat line. Uh, and yeah, I think that another thing I I originally wrote in our pre, in my preview and got rid of, like we haven't necessarily seen, haven't seen Shannon and Meyer have games together a whole lot. like. Yeah great scoring games together uh, of 19. Now, I won't really count this one because Shannon wasn't available, but 19 high major games, only four times have, have both uh, had 13 points or more. So I think as you kind of look at them reaching their ceiling and, and trying to, to play their best basketball, I think that's part of it, obviously. But no, I, I fully agree. Get to the tournament, uh, see what this team can do. And they're going to have to now, as it stands, be able to you know beat a, a two seed if you're a, a seven or a ten, or if you're in that eight nine upset of a, a one seed to get to that Sweet Sixteen. But they're capable of it. Uh, but it's it's going to be a tough test. Yeah, um, I can understand why there wouldn't be a lot of confidence that they can do it because they're just struggling to get these kind of wins against NCAA tournament teams here recently. Well, Derek Piper, uh, safe travels back, man. Appreciate you. Uh, and uh, how was Bloomington? It was fun as always. Always one of my favorite spots to come. We hit up uh, Nick's for some pizza and a, and a couple of pitchers of soda and uh, stopped by Kilroy's. And, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Uh, is uh, is Indiana – where where is it rank right now for you in, in opposing venues? Because that looked like a pretty great atmosphere. Yeah, I, I think I'd still give it to Mackey. I think Mackey is number one. I think they've asserted themselves here the last five or so years. I, I've – 
traditionally counted this as number one uh, as far as road venues. But I recently have put Mackie there. I don't know if it's because I sit in row 75 and maybe I'm a little bitter <laughs> here at uh, Assembly Hall and I, I've knocked him down a, a rung. But yeah, for people who don't know, the media have to make a trek up to Mount Everest uh, in yes. Bloomington. Yeah. And uh, Joey is always super uh, <laughs> happy about that. But um, yeah, I think it's it's right there with the best in the Big Ten. And I'd probably give Mackie a slight edge. Uh, but it, it was rocking today. I mean, it was a great game. It was uh, a back and forth, trading punches type of game. And uh, there was a good stretch where people in front of us weren't sitting in their seats for like the final five, six, seven minutes of the game. Yeah, uh, phenomenal game. I, I never thought uh, Indiana would be dethroned as the best road venue, and I think Purdue has done that. The, the crowd, the students there are just uh, unbelievable. Uh, for Derek Piper, though, everybody, thank you for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. Thanks to all our YouTube listeners and watchers. Give us a like. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, thank you for listening to us on the podcast as well. Give us a, a like there. Follow us. Subscribe to us on there as well. we got plenty of content coming up at IlliniEnquirer.com. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Bye, everybody. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.